0: Hello, I'm Jan Orman, and this is the Black Dog Institute Being Well podcast. This isn't the first episode in our podcast series about online mental health tools, but I think it's the first time that we've heard directly from someone who's used the services, which is something I think you'll find really interesting. Later, you'll hear me put this story into context, but first we're going to hear from Amy. Amy has worked through anxiety and depression and one of the tools that helped her do that was the My Compass e health website she's also a psychology student and a bit of a beach lover but i'll let her tell you about
1: that hi my name's amy and i am 23 and i live on the northern beaches and i've used my compass to help with anxiety and depression that i've been experiencing I think who I am would be someone that loves to be around other people and interacting with other people, supporting other people and finding out about their lives. I love going for surfs or going to the beach but what I like to do for fun would be to incorporate another person into that. So go surfing with my brother or my friends or go for runs along the beach with my friends. The best thing about (laughs) the beach would be that it's a wide open space and When you're out in the water and looking at the horizon, you can't see anything man-made around you and it kind of makes you feel really small and quite insignificant, which I think really helps me to realise that lots of concerns in my life are actually small and insignificant in the grand scheme of the whole world and all the other people in the world. I think that I've realised that I get a really good positive feeling from being in the ocean and experiencing the beach. When I started to work on how I can improve feeling anxious and down, I then really started to value those experiences in nature and at the beach because I saw them as a kind of remedy for maybe a negative internal space that I was experiencing. So what made me first think of psychology was psychology in year 10. It was an elective that we could choose and I really enjoyed that subject. It was very basic just different psychological theories and the teacher was a psychologist and a trained teacher and I had some really interesting conversations with her about her experiences being a clinical psychologist and being a teacher and it really motivated me to pursue that when I got to university. I wish when I was back in high school I wish I did know more about psychology and psychological well-being in particular I wish that I knew that having negative thoughts and feeling anxious all the time was not always going to be a part of me. It was actually something that I could get over and work through. When I was younger in high school, experiencing anxiety and depression, it felt very isolating and I felt like I was broken or there was something wrong with me. I think the world would be a better place if more people spoke about experiences that they've encountered that have, cause them to have negative feelings or cause them worry and anxiety. People feel as if to have anxiety and depression, you need to have had a traumatic life experience to catalyse those feelings. But I personally didn't have anything in my life that I could directly link to my feelings of anxiety and depression. And I've come to realise, as well as the environment driving your negative headspace, it is also an inherent thing within you and the way you respond to different problems that crop up in your life. I might have a relatively minor thing in my life, like losing my job. The thoughts that I have around that experience would really drive me into a place where I don't feel very good about myself. But I don't think people acknowledge that. I think people think that they need to have had a really bad life experience to warrant the way that they feel. Back in high school... I just kind of accepted it and just thought I was always going to be like this. And I also felt quite alone. I didn't think any of my friends ever experienced the thoughts and feelings that I had. I thought I was quite alone in that experience. And that was quite that was quite hard, I think, when I was younger. So when I started to learn about anxiety and depression and started to get help for it, it was really like an awakening. And I realized that I... I was, anxiety and depression were a part of me, but it wasn't something that needed to define or drive my life. When I was in high school, my mum noticed that I really wasn't coping with the HSC in particular. I think the reason that my mum finally picked up on that was that she educated herself about issues that young people experienced. And I know that she went to different talks for parents and. They had parent nights at my school where they would talk about issues that young people would experience and i think she had heard about anxiety and depression as being quite common in adolescence and so she'd heard about the symptoms of those disorders and she recognized them in me so her natural curiosity and awareness of mental health combined with i was an absolute nightmare at home I was often crying and getting very upset about different things that I had to do for school and she couldn't really cope anymore and realised that we needed to do something about that problem. She took me to see our GP and I had a conversation with him about the thoughts and the feelings that I'd been experiencing and he recognised that as anxiety and depression and put me on antidepressants and also recommended a psychologist so I could start trying to work through those feelings that have defined my life pretty much as long as I could remember. At the time, because I was still living at home, we could afford a psychologist and I got on the program where you get 10 sessions at a reduced rate. I tried a few different psychologists and I didn't really click with any of them and I found that quite Demoralizing. Whilst I had acknowledged that I did have a problem with anxiety and depression, I still didn't really believe that I could get over it or fix it because I hadn't found a psychologist where I'd formed a good close relationship and been able to work through those issues. Over the years, I've seen different psychologists. I don't feel as if there has been one psychologist that's helped me throughout my recovery journey or my current journey with my mental health, but there's been lots of different conversations I've had with GPs and I've taken different tools and techniques from them that they've taught me about help with my mental health. It is probably quite a common reaction for a lot of people to have something go wrong in their life, whether it's big or small, and for there to be negative self-talk around that problem, which then kind of sends them down a path where they feel quite depressed and quite anxious and get quite stuck thinking these thoughts over and over and over. How I found out about my compass was I approached my GP and told him the kind of thoughts and feelings that I'd been having and actually asked him, could he refer me onto a psychologist? And he said, how about you try this online tool first? And if it doesn't work for you, come back and see me and we'll by all means sort you out with the psychologist. So that's how I started using that tool. Honestly, when he first suggested it, I thought he wasn't taking my concerns seriously, but he did assess my levels of anxiety and depression and he did deem that they weren't severe enough to necessitate me seeing a psychologist. And he suggested that I use this online tool to try and address these negative feelings that I was experiencing. And he did assure me that If I didn't like the tool or if I didn't feel like it was alleviating the feelings I had, that I could by all means come back and see him and he would refer me on to a psychologist. I did raise with him that affording a psychologist would be difficult for me as I wasn't living at home and I didn't have the support of my family as I did when I was younger. And I was also working quite a lot and I didn't have as much free time to be able to take an hour off and go and see a psychologist during the working week. So being able to overcome those financial and time restraints, I think it was a great suggestion. It's an online tool and it's so easily accessible. It's on just on my laptop. And I found it really useful because when you start with My Compass, you answer quite a few questions and the tool kind of points you in directions about aspects of your mental health or your mental wellbeing that you can improve upon. And I also, from my experience with anxiety and depression, knew that negative thinking and stress were things that I really needed to work on. And the tool has these online modules that you pick and choose. And they have helpful and catchy names like tackling unhelpful thinking or communicating clearly. I really liked that you could choose which modules you would like to work through because it felt like this toolbox of different things that I could learn about and I could pick up one tool and decide this is what I'm going to incorporate into my own repertoire of skills to deal with anxiety and depression and just to deal with life better. The thing that surprised me, honestly, was that I actually took anything away from it. I think I had very low expectations of it. I didn't really see how an online tool could help. So I think the fact that I would do these modules... And then throughout my day, I would find myself reliving the modules and thinking about different tools that I learnt in the modules. really surprised me that it had kind of come out from being just this thing on the computer that was quite good at the time to then incorporating itself in the way that I thought and really helping me with my everyday life. A tool that I learnt from using my compass was specifically in the Tackling Unhelpful Thinking module part of the module where you kind of categorize your thinking as either black and white filtering or mind reading, which were terms for unhelpful thoughts that you might have. So for example, doing badly on an exam and then thinking, I'm never going to graduate uni or I'm never going to graduate school. That would be an example of black and white thinking and tempering that thought and bringing in a more realistic approach to that experience would be thinking, I, you know, I tried my best, that exam was really hard, I bet everyone else found it pretty hard, I'm going to do better next time. By being able to recognize that you've had a black and white thought and then transition it into a more realistic and positive one, your headspace stays in a much better place and your self-esteem and your self-confidence also remain intact instead of being brought down by the negative thoughts that you might have had about that experience. I'm not a socially anxious person, but when I would hang out with all of my friends and I had thoughts going through my head that were quite negative, I'd find it really hard to be present with people in conversations. And I didn't actually even notice that at the time that I had those feelings. It's only now after I feel like I've really worked a lot at challenging the negative self-talk I have that I really recognize that I feel when I'm talking to someone, I feel so Totally engaged and absorbed in that conversation. And it's like my mind is silent and I'm just listening to them and just going back and forth with this other person, sharing, you know, stories and information. And I really noticed that tackling unhelpful thinking has meant that I'm much more present in relationships and in social situations. I didn't even notice that I had. This loud self-talk that was detracting from social interactions in my head, it was only until that started to quieten down that I really noticed how important that is to get a handle on that and how important it, it was to actually be present when you're in a social situation. I know lots of people, as soon as they wake up, the first thing they do is go on Facebook or Instagram, but it could be that instead the first thing they do when they wake up, you advise them to go on my compass and just spend 10 minutes on it maybe first thing in the morning, or if they work at an office job and they feel comfortable using it in an office space where they've got relative privacy, they could spend a few minutes during the middle of the day using it. At times when I couldn't really be bothered with it or I lost interest in it, sometimes when I'm at work, especially if I'm working on a computer and I can't see the outside, I feel especially isolated and disconnected from myself and like very low, especially after lunch and you've still got a few hours left at work. And sometimes I could be sitting at my desk just not knowing how to keep going with the rest of my day. Logging on and using my compass, I would do that to kind of just perk myself up or just give myself a little something to focus on other than how long I've got left at work. If I had have learned how to manage my thoughts that I was having earlier in life, there would have been certain things that I would have done differently. I got offered to go on exchange in first year uni and I didn't take that opportunity because the only thoughts about it that I could have was all the possible things that could go wrong. So I think there's a few different opportunities in my life that I maybe missed out on because of not tackling these negative thoughts. So yeah, I do wish I had learned about it earlier on when I was younger. I did go on a big trip for two or three months and that was quite a big deal for me to go overseas and definitely was stepping out of my comfort zone. So I don't feel like I missed out on anything too much, but there's definitely things in my life I could have done differently when I was younger. But I'm here now and I think I've got a good handle on the way that I think And I know myself a lot better now. I'm
0: here with my producer and we've just been talking to Amy, getting her story about her experience with mental health problems. We're at the Black Dog Institute, which is where I work several days a week, developing programs for general practitioners and other health practitioners about managing mental health in primary care. And there are a lot of, I think, quite important themes that come out of that story. Zazer, what did you think about that interview?
2: It sounds like my compass has helped a lot, but I, I, I don't know. Like, I'm not someone who's really used my compass except just to try it for making this podcast and see what it's like. I wonder, is that typical or not?
0: Yeah, I think that's a really common story, that somebody who's really temperamentally kind of anxious and a little bit negative in their thinking style will hobble along throughout their childhood and their adolescence, managing most of the time with a bit of support from family and friends, not necessarily articulated distress, but, you know, managing. And then suddenly something comes along, like the HSC in many cases, that will knock people off their perch. That's the story I heard. Is that the story you heard?
2: It sounds like there's been a series of helpful different people and moments for her. And for her, one of the helpful things has been this tool, my compass. There's been this psychologist is helpful, that psychologist is helpful, and then this tool was also helpful.
0: So there's not one single magic thing. She's been on antidepressants, she's seen a number of different psychologists who no doubt came from different psychotherapeutic directions, and she's done this thing online. And so each of those little ingredients is added up to her getting to where she is now. And she said that My Compass was different from hearing that stuff from a psychologist. Maybe it was just the threshold moment. She heard those things lots of times before, but it didn't quite get into her psyche, if you like. And then that one last time that she heard it from My Compass, it wasn't just the way it was presented on My Compass, but she was ready to hear that message.
2: To me, it sounded like a bit of a positive version of the old advertising dodge where they say, like, this is part of a balanced diet, this is really healthy for you.
0: Yeah, you know, I think that's right. And she had a balanced diet of various kinds of psychological interventions, didn't she?
2: I don't know how normal it is to have a GP refer you to that sort of thing. Is that a typical experience?
0: I'm hoping it's increasingly typical. (laughs) It's my job to make sure that that happens. But I do think at the moment, lots of GPs still don't feel comfortable about doing it. And they need to practice a little bit, to get comfortable with doing it, because these tools have been shown to be very effective for lots of people. I do hope it's increasingly typical that GPs are recommending these kinds of tools, particularly for people who are vulnerable to mental health problems and in the mild to moderate range. Most of illnesses can respond well to these kinds of interventions too, but usually in combination with some kind of face-to-face therapy as well. Look, I think a lot of people need a bit more help to stay engaged with online programs more than Amy did anyway. It has to be said that she was very motivated to get the best out of that program. But there's no reason why practitioners can't help patients engage with a program. You don't have to know a lot about cognitive behavioural therapy. You just have to know a lot about life, which as I understand it, GPs do know a lot about. And you simply have to help them engage with it by seeing them again, making sure it's working for them, making sure you can't help them overcome some of the barriers that they're encountering, and continuing to be enthusiastic about the possibilities. You know, my final thought about all of this is actually something Amy said. She said, why don't you give it a try? There's actually nothing to lose in using these online programs and something possible to gain.
2: My Compass was developed by the Black Dog Institute and you can find it at mycompass.org.au. It's a free program and works on computers, tablets and mobile phones. And it's easy to use. Don't forget to check out the Being Well blog for more information. You can find it by searching for Black Dog Institute Being Well. This episode was presented by Jan Orman Music by Chris Sabrisky and Lee Rosevere. It was produced by me, I'm Sasha Rosen. Thanks for listening.